Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Gianna Melillo, Associate Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. Findings from the latest Quest Diagnostics Health Trends Study, made in collaboration with the Harris Poll, magnify racial disparities in U.S. healthcare, brought to light by the Coronavirus Disease 2019, or COVID-19, pandemic. The online survey, conducted from November 10th through 12th of 2020, found that among over 2,000 adult participants, Black and Hispanic Latinx Americans are nearly two times as likely as white Americans to say their access to COVID-19 vaccines, treatments, and healthcare, once available, is worse than other racial ethnic groups. To help combat these disparities, Quest Diagnostics launched the Quest for Health Equity Initiative in August of 2020. On this episode of Managed Carecast, we speak with Dr. Harvey Kaufman, the Senior Medical Director at Quest Diagnostics, about the Health Trends Study results, the organization's mission to mitigate disparities, and the importance of access to preventive services. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Kaufman. To begin, what were some of the main findings of the Quest-Harris Poll on racial disparities in U.S. healthcare? There's so many findings, uh, it's sort of hard to start, but let me um, begin with that um, 52% of those surveyed expect that actions will be taken to address racial disparities, ethnic disparities in healthcare um, in the setting of COVID-19. Um, so that's there are sort of two ways to look at that. It's it's just over half that you know h- half of Americans are optimistic that something will happen uh, in a positive way. Uh, and the and the other side uh, of the glass is that it's uh, sort of half empty that um, there are people who are still um, not sure that uh, actions will be taken. And the reality is, if we look at the history of the United States. Sometimes uh, it, it takes something to trigger action, um, but it, it's often uh, slow and sometimes messy. Um, but it's a journey that we've been on for uh, a long time, and we'll uh, hopefully make some progress in 2021. One of the key findings was that Black and Hispanic or Latinx Americans were nearly two times as likely as white Americans to say their access to COVID-19 vaccines, treatments, and healthcare, once available, is worse than other racial ethnic groups. Do you think that this is due largely to misinformation or lack of trust in institutions or to more concrete factors like lack of state testing data on race or ethnicity, for example? It's a combination of factors. So there's reality, which we know that um, certain populations have less access to healthcare than others. Um, And recognize that we're stereotyping um, and at times it's appropriate, um, but recognize that not everyone fits into the stereotype. So that there are um, black non-Hispanics and Hispanics who have great access to healthcare and others who do not, but as a generalization, there are definitely issues due to access. And then, as you mentioned, there's issues of trust. Um, and um, black Hispanics and non-Hispanics and uh, Hispanics um, also have higher mistrust of the healthcare system in a government and others um, that needs to be addressed. These are real 
issues that people feel and react to. And so the solution needs to engage people um, who are respected in all communities um, that people will listen to. And that includes um, seeking healthcare and seeking vaccination. What, in your opinion, can be done to address these disparities, both at the state and federal level? I mean, the Biden administration has made it clear they plan to take a more active role in the pandemic. Um, how do you think they could aid in this? A lot of ways. Uh, so one is just shedding light on the issue is important. So sort of recognizing that there is an issue. And, and honestly, um, pre-2020, um, a lot of people didn't really recognize the issue. Um, and it's it got a lot of attention in 2020. Uh, it related to um, police actions, but uh, more broadly, if you look at the medical literature and leading medical journals, there was a lot of discussion as to how we can address issues of uh, racial ethnic disparities, um, starting with medical students and nursing and physicians and more broadly in, in healthcare. So recognizing the issue is one, and then two is, is doing something about it. Um, and so in terms of who needs to do it, it it's everyone. It's, it's everyone who has the ability to, to make change needs to be engaged. Uh, for Quest Diagnostics, we started uh, a Quest for Health Equity. It's a national initiative to address and reduce disparities in underserved communities. And we started with a $100 million commitment through our foundation to provide services and testing, education, uh, collaboration, working with federally qualified health centers um, to make change. And we are part, we were a founding member of Choosing Healthy Life, uh, which was kicked off uh, on Martin Luther King Jr. Day with an incredible uh, array of, of individuals and organizations to encourage and engage people um, to choose uh, a healthy life. What we learned in the pandemic is that a lot of people have been uh, either skipping or delaying care. Uh, and that's to their detriment because as we skip and delay care um, and show up later, we're going to show up in some cases, many cases, more advanced disease, require more aggressive therapy and have worse outcomes, including more deaths. So we need to choose healthy life to be engaged when we do have medical conditions, but also to identify risk and to treat things at a early stage. Delaying and skipping uh, is only going to hurt us. A year into the pandemic, are disparities still as bad as they were at the outset? Or do you think publicizing findings such as those in the Harris Poll helped to spur outreach and treatment efforts? Uh, it sort of goes both ways. Um, clearly, the pandemic uh, magnified issues uh, and made things worse And that the um, Black, non-Hispanic, Hispanic populations were more adversely affected. And there's a number of reasons for that. Um, it's the number of of where people live uh, in terms of urban centers, it's more crowded housing in terms of more people per household, uh, it's the occupations, uh, it's underlying health issues. So the pandemic uh, exacerbated, magnified the issues in these communities. And shedding light and getting people engaged uh, is gonna help address these issues. And it's not gonna be a easy fix or a quick fix. Um, but, but it's going to be a journey that hopefully more and more people will join. 
Going back to the Quest for Health, Health Equity Initiative, how are efforts progressing? I know you said it was first introduced in August. Fantastic. So I think we sort of stumbled in the first uh, few weeks and month or so in terms of just trying to organize ourselves. Um, but I, we think we've got on, back onto solid footing pretty quickly. So we are engaged in a number of organizations, particularly federally qualified health centers. Um, there are uh, other initiatives that are part of Quest for Health Equity that are coming into focus. Um, and I th- am extremely optimistic that we're going to see more and more um, of this play out in uh, the next few months. Going off of that, historically, FQHCs have been underfunded and understaffed, which can be challenging enough in normal times. But in your experience, how have these centers coped with the extra pressure of a year-long pandemic thus far? Or is there any area for improvement that they can use going forward? That's a little bit outside of my expertise, um, but I will comment uh, broadly that both Republicans and Democrats and uh, liberals, conservatives uh, have generally been strong proponents of the federally qualified health centers. Um, they've managed to obtain uh, funding uh, in all administrations, so that's that's a, a strong positive. I have a sense that really there's a strong commitment across communities to support uh, federally qualified health centers because it's the right thing to do. Uh, it helps the communities. And so I'm optimistic. Uh, and as you mentioned, there are going to be a lot of issues uh, going forward in terms of funding all sorts of public initiatives, uh, whether it's education or healthcare, um, as we move forward. Um, but I have a sense that that we are, as a society, committed to supporting the federally qualified health centers. And the support of Quest Diagnostics and others uh, will um, help that. Uh, and terms of having people access uh, the care that they need. As you mentioned, the pandemic has made it clear chronic diseases and underlying conditions are a major problem when it comes to the nation's collective health. So a study you co-wrote in 2015 found that states that expanded Medicaid under the ACA had an increased number of Medicaid patients with diabetes be diagnosed and treated earlier, and that this could potentially lead to better long-term outcomes. And the current Quest-Harris poll also found, pandemic or not, 15% of Black Americans report never receiving preventive care compared with just 8% of white Americans. Do you have any reflections you'd like to share looking back on this study in light of the pandemic with regard to importance of preventive care screenings when it comes specifically to reducing rates of chronic disease or improving management? Absolutely. Um, So the earlier that one identifies a condition, whether it's diabetes, as in that 2015 study, um, or hypertension, chronic kidney disease, a cancer, um, hepatitis C, chlamydia gonorrhea, um, lead testing. I mean, these are all issues that have been impacted by the pandemic. Earlier diagnosis helps. That 2015 study um, put in a a peer-reviewed public way um, numbers that I think a lot of people sense. So it is a, a way to document quantitatively the impact of expansion of Medicaid uh, in the states that expanded Medicaid versus the states who opted not to. Um, and what it showed is access matters. And one of the issues that we've heard loud and clear from this Harris poll survey that we um, supported was that access 
again, still matters. Um, and people who are of Black, uh, non-Hispanic, and Latinx communities um, feel that they have far less access uh, and that it's, it's twice as many people compared to white non-Hispanics feel that um, access is an issue. Well, those are all the questions I had, but is there anything we didn't address that you'd like to include or do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share? One of the primary concerns that people raise in, these, in this survey is that they're fearful of uh, contracting COVID-19 by seeking health care. Uh, I've been to the dentist, I've been to my doctor, I've been to a patient service center, and I can tell you that health professionals get it. We know how to keep a clean environment. We know how to do social distancing and make sure that people are wearing masks and that things are clean uh, when patients come. So we need to address this fear with facts that it really is safe. We've created a website, questdiagnostics.com slash peace of mind that provides information to assure people that these are really safe places to go. And delaying care uh, or skipping care is the wrong strategy. Uh, and we need to be committed to our own health uh, because we wanna live a long, healthy life uh, as well as others in our family and communities who depend upon us. It's more acute for women than for men uh, and that women more likely are caregivers in their family and tend to put their care second. And so the message is for um, all people uh, to really get engaged with our own health, uh, choose healthy life, uh, make those appointments, go to the patient service center, go to the dentist, go to the doctor, get mammographies for those who need breast exams, get colonoscopies who need those exams. Um, but there's a lot of things that are not being attended to by a lot of people right now that need to be addressed. And as we progress further into 2021, uh, we suspect a lot of people will return to healthcare uh, through telemedicine and direct visits, and that there will be a large number of people who will now have more aggressive advanced disease that uh, will need to be addressed. Don't wait. Well, thank you so much again for taking time to speak with us. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a wonderful day. To learn more about this issue, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.